0: As the days lengthen, the sun's intensity grows and the winter melts away drop by drop. First as wet snow, then as muddy puddles, and finally as flooded rivers carving their way through the landscape. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. On a brief romp through the thick, wintry, down-east woods, I was startled away from the tranquility of the chickadees chirping, trees creaking, and the soft flump of my wooden snowshoes pushing through the snow's surface, when I was immediately overwhelmed by the alarm call of a small yet charismatic creature. It was sitting on the stump of a broken spruce bough only 8 to 12 feet above my head. This pint-sized terror didn't blink twice at my approach, even when I was just a few yards off. Instead, it sat upon its perch and let out a punishing holler with a twitch of the tip of its voluminous tail with each squeakish shout. As I approached even closer, the little beast, with no warning whatsoever, let out the most unearthly volley of shrilling, shuddering squeaks and leapt three branches higher. From his new vantage point, he clearly felt more secure, for he turned a spruce cone around and around with his little hands and worked the scales to shreds with his razor-sharp chiseling teeth that his brethren are famous for. It is this furred fury, whose activity seems not to decrease despite the long winter now changing to spring, that is the topic of today's episode, red squirrels. Such encounters with red squirrels are so common throughout their range that we scarcely give more than a thought to these rambunctious neighbors unless they find their way into our attics or walls. The red squirrel is a smallish, sleek rodent that occupies spruce, fir, and pine forests throughout the northern tier of the United States. The side and back fur of the creature gives the overall impression of a reddish-brown, but upon closer inspection, the color is comprised of a mix of auburn, brown, gray, and tan. The underfur appears to be dark brown or black, and the belly of this energetic and brazen little squirrel is decidedly white. The tail is very large and bushy by most mammalian standards, but compared to its gray comrade, the tail of the red squirrel is slightly less fluffy. This tail at once provides a counterbalance for the squirrel's acrobatic feats and a suitable umbrella under which to dine in comfort against snowflake or cold drizzle of a downeast winter or spring. Their territorial call, often mistaken for a bird, may seem odd from such a cute little fellow, but as a species that does not use hibernation to get through the long, harsh winters of their northern domain, They must rely instead on their closely guarded food caches. The favored food store for the red squirrel is spruce cones due to their thin scales and nutritious seeds. Maine's thick spruce and fir dominated forests make an ideal habitat due to their closed canopy, which provides excellent protection from predators such as hawks, martens, and owls. To harvest their cones, the red squirrels will nimbly climb up trees, clip the ripening cone from a branch, and then intercept their forage from the ground below. They then take the cone to their underground cache. In these caches, the cones will dry and open up, making it simultaneously easy for the squirrels to feed and easier for the seeds to find themselves a new home in the soil to later become a stand of new trees. Oftentimes, quite close to their caches, visitors to the woods can find vast piles of spruce scales called middens. These piles are left over after the squirrel feasts upon its sprucy spoils. The middens may be small enough to fill a pocket in the ground or can reach gigantic proportions up to 15 by 30 feet. So this weekend, you can take a look at your own winter cache. Are you out of garlic from last year's garden? Has your closely guarded pot of kimchi, crock of sauerkraut, or jar of pickles gone empty? While modern grocery stores reduce our need to store food at home, perhaps you could be more like the red squirrel and cash more during our season of plenty to get you through the whole winter. Maybe add an extra row of cabbage or a bed of beets to your spring garden planning. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by Apileated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.